This morning, I'd like to talk to you about the just shall live by faith. And would you put up Habakkuk 2.4? We're all familiar with this verse. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. <clears throat> I would like, what does it mean to live by faith? That's probably a question that we've all asked ourselves many, many times. But I think the Talmud gives a good description of what it means. And I'm quoting from Machot 27 or 23b to 24a. And it says along these lines, Moses gave Israel 613 commandments. We all know that. We've heard it many, many times. But in the, in the Talmud, it says, but King David reduced it, the commands to 11. So if we turn to Psalm 15, please, we will read them. Psalm 15. And a quote of David, the Psalm of David, as it says in the beginning, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle, and who may dwell in your holy hill. Number one, he who walks uprightly. Number two, he who works righteousness. Number three, he who speaks the truth in his heart. Number four, he does not backbite with his tongue. Number five, nor does, he, nor does, evil, nor does evil to his neighbor. Nor does he take up reproach reproach against his friend. That's number six. Number seven, in whose eyes an evil person is despised. Number eight, but honors those who fear the Lord. And number nine, he swears to his own hurt and does not change. Number 10, he does not put out money for usury, for interest. And number 11, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got to drink a little bit. <clears throat> From that, the Thomas says that Isaiah reduced it to six. If you turn to Isaiah 63, I mean, excuse me, 33. Thirty-three, verses fifteen and sixteen. He who walks righteously and speaks, he who walks righteously is number one. Speaks uprightly, number two. He who despises the gain of oppression is three. Who gestures with his hands, refusing bribes who stops his ears from hearing about bloodshed, and number six, and shuts his eyes from, he, from, from seeing evil. And he will dwell on high. His place of defense will be the fortress of the rocks. Bread will be given to him, and his water will be pure. Then <clears throat> we come to realize that Micah even reduced it to three. 
So if we turn to Micah, it's past Daniel, chapter 6 of Micah, if I can find it. You got it up there? Yeah. He has shown you a man what is good. And what the Lord, what, the, what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before your God. So he, now he's reduced it to three, the commandments. To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before your God. But I'm not done yet. Because in Isaiah 56, verse 1, he reduces it to 2. Isaiah 56, verse 1. Keep justice and do righteousness. For my salvation, my Yeshua, is about to come. And my righteousness shall be revealed. So here we see that Isaiah, even from before, reduced it even to do justice and righteousness, right living before the Lord. But we know <clears throat> that Yeshua also mentioned that he was, when he spoke in, in the Gospels, Yeshua followed suit and he reduced the law to two. Love God, like we said this morning, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. You quoted from Deuteronomy 6.5 and Leviticus 19.8. And then he mentions, and then he, he follows that up with, on these two hang all the law and the prophets. So he, he took that, what was formerly in the old covenant, and he reduced it. Because we as people have a tendency to want to build a religious system before the Lord so that we can continue to apply it each and every day and build up a, our own religious system. But that's not how Yeshua walked. But I'd like to say it was Habakkuk who gave the one essential commandment. And if you would bring Habakkuk 2, 4 up again, Rob. <clears throat> but, the, but the just shall live by his faith. Literally, in the Hebrew, this verse reads, the righteous by his faithfulness shall live. The righteous by his faithfulness shall live. There was many mentions of faith this morning, even in the worship team, in the opening, and during the Torah reading and the Torah scrolls. Faith is an important part of our lives, okay? It's, it's, what, it's what generates us. Our faithfulness to the Lord produces the faith in our lives to accomplish what he's called us to do. So Shaul uses the same principle of faith in the new covenant, where if we, we read in Romans 1.17, Rob, okay, for in it, in the Besorah, the good news, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. 
as it is written in Habakkuk 2.4. Now, I will tell you, for many years, I had difficulty with this verse because I didn't understand what faith to faith is. So and as I was doing this talk and I did the research on it, uh, I, had a, I found another translation that sort of extended it and paraphrased it. So I'm going to quote it to you this morning. This good news tells us that God makes us ready for heaven. Quote from this verse, Romans 1.17. Makes us right or righteous in God's sight when we put our faith and trust in Messiah to save us. This is accomplished from the start to the finish, from faith to faith. As the scripture says, the man who finds life will find it through trusting in God. His interpretation of Habakkuk 2.4. The man who finds life will find it through trusting in God, putting all his trust, being faithful in all that he does with the Lord, trusting in him, not worrying about the results, but trusting in him that he will take care of it. Again, Shaul mentions faith in Galatians, if you would turn, Rob, 3.11. In this verse, we probably have heard many, many times. But no one is justified by the law or the Torah in the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by faith. Again, he quoted Habakkuk 2.4. Join me in this paraphrase understanding is consequently, it is clear that no one can ever win God's favor by, try, by trying to keep religious rituals. Because God has said that the only way we can be right in his sight is by faith. Habakkuk 2.4. As the prophet, the righteous by his faithfulness shall live. And again, it's mentioned in Hebrews, this concept of Habakkuk 2.4 in Hebrews 10.38. Ten thirty-eight. Now the just, here he is, a quote again. Now the just by, shall live by his faith. But if anyone <clears throat> draws back, the Lord says, my soul has no pleasure in him. Now we know if you look on verse Hebrews eleven six, it says, but without faith, trust, pistis, Believing it is impossible to please him. Impossible. No can do. So here we put these two together. Without, without faith in our lives is to draw back. And when we draw back, it is impossible for anything to get done to please God. So... Our faith that if we want to overcome something begins, if you may, in the morning, trusting God, being faithful with God, 
taking care of the vows and the promises that you've made of God, reading your Bible, praying. And then Hebrews 13, 15, and 16, Rob. He says here, therefore, by him, let us continually offer sacrifice of praise to God. Continually offer sacrifice to praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, not doves, not chickens, not lambs, not goats, but the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Verse 16, but do not forget to do good and to share with your brothers, to share with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. So not, not only do we give glory and praise to God in our faithfulness unto him, but we share our faithfulness with each other. That's the sacrifices that God is well pleased We don't forget to do good and to share with our brothers because Yeshua said, love your neighbor as yourself. For that, with this, God is well pleased. The Hebrew word translated faith, imuna, derived from the Hebrew root, aman, or amen, meaning to nourish, to make firm, and to make strong. Faith in the Hebrew is better translated as faithfulness or loyalty in faithfulness, as we've been mentioning. Imuna suggests perseverance, fidelity, and steadfastness in the face of circumstances that might tempt you or tempt us as we waver or hesitate in our commitment because you will be tempted, scriptures say. You will face temptation. Sometimes it's from the enemy. Sometimes it's from the Lord. But you will be tested. You will never be test tempted by God, but you will be tested. So, in this behalf, faith and works. Then, oh, excuse me or hesitate in our commitment. So let me read that again. Faith, Hebrew word, suggests perseverance, fidelity, and steadfastness in the, faith of in the face of circumstances that might tempt us to waver or hesitate, to pull us away from God, to draw back in our commitment. Faith and works then might be seen as two sides of the same coin. For without faith... Faith without works is dead, as it's quoted in Yaakov. Our behavior reveals what we really believe. If we struggle with sin in a certain area, which we all do at times, we all struggle at times, we all can get tricked and get offline, then that becomes an invitation to examine ourselves to see where our commitment really 
lies. I'm going to read that again. If we struggle with sin in certain areas, then that becomes, or it can become, an invitation to examine ourselves to see where our commitment really lies. So if you want to see, because you know, we're used to seeing what other people's commitments lie. We like to compare each other, and we like to see what the other person's doing. But truly, the scriptures say that we are to, to check ourselves out, what really lies within our hearts when we've been tempted, when we've been tested. Our works reveal our faith. Ultimately, just as we were declared righteous by trusting in the finished work of Yeshua as our sin bearer before the Father, so we love in the same way by trusting God for our daily provisions. We were freely justified when we first came to the Lord in our brokenness. And we are freely sanctified by continuing to trust that God would sustain us throughout our lives. We continue to trust and apply faith that God will sustain us throughout our lives. God is the faithful God. And that word again is El Emunah. El Emunah. The faithful God. And he expects us to return that faithfulness, trust in him with the help of Messiah Yeshua. For in whom God made, for him whom, in Yeshua, God made us, gave us wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification, and our redemption. So the righteous, by his faithfulness, shall live. Yeshua gave us life that we may live. We get too worried about what the results are going to be, where we fall in short. We all fall short. We all do. But it's through our faithfulness and our faithful application to trust him who is faithful for our daily provisions and for those times that the enemy has put an obstruction in our hearts and in our lives. We look to him who's the source. So, by, so the righteous by his faithfulness shall live. By faith, and this is Hebrew 11, by faith Noah being warned of things not seen, built an ark. How long did it take to build the ark? Was it one day? Was it one? Noah built the ark? Noah had faith? No, no. It was a time period. He looked around. No one else was building a boat. He was the only one who was building a boat. But God showed him of the things to come. By faith, Abraham went out looking for a city which had its foundations built by God. He went out. So did he have faith one day and then he saw the building, the city? No. He trusted continually walking step by step going forward. Looking for a city whose foundation was God. By faith, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing to suffer affliction with God's people. How is this done? How is this done? 
And in closing, I'd like to recite Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses listed previously in the chapter, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Everybody goes through this, people. Everyone has to apply the faithfulness of Messiah, Yeshua, to their situation. Let us run with the endurance, the race that is set before us. We each have a race set before us. We each have a path to follow in God's dichotomy. How do we do this? Looking unto Yeshua, the author and finisher of what? Of what? Our faith. He is the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, despising the shame, and he sat down and the right, at the right hand of the throne of God. We trust in Messiah Yeshua that he's accomplished our life, our righteousness, our justification, our sanctification. He is our all in all. He says of himself, without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. What does that mean? Without me, you can't do nothing. That means you can't do nothing without him. And sometimes we want to take this religious attitude of if we understand a little, enough of the Torah, if we understand enough of the new covenant, if we understand how to pray correctly. No. It's applying your faithfulness to the Lord each and every day, relying on his provisions that he will provide for you because he loves you. Because he loves you. I got an amen from that corner. Amen. Because he loves you and he will never leave you or forsake you. Amen.